Good morning, Oakwood. We are in our series on the Ten Commandments, and we are going to tackle the Eighth Commandment today. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to jump right on in this morning. Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. And this is the shortest of all the commandments, and it is given without any explanation or discussion, okay? Very simple, it says, you shall not steal. If you're reading the King James, it says, thou shall not steal. So it's a short command, no explanation, no discussion, just end of, end of uh, the story right there. Scripture says, don't steal. I believe this commandment affects all of us because at some time in our life, more than likely, we have stolen something and probably have been stolen from. In fact, I was going to ask everybody, but I decided not to do that. Just hold your hand up if you've ever stolen anything in your life. Well, okay, now some of you guys, see, I didn't even ask you guys to do that, but so we're in a room full of thieves, okay? Um, All of us, I believe, given the right circumstances, could become a thief. The first four commandments have to do with our relationship with with God. The next six have to do with our relationship with others or or, or mankind. So all of us uh, have been affected in one way or the other by this sin. This sin normally leads to another sin, okay? So if a child steals something and you go ask this child, did you take this, what are they going to say? No. So now that sin has led to another sin of lying. I asked a lot of people this week uh, as I was preparing if they'd ever stole anything. I heard a lot of stories about things that had been stolen. A lot of candy and bubble gum and ink pens and things like that. I was hoping that I could hear a really neat story maybe. Yeah, I stole a car or I robbed a bank or something like that. Didn't hear anything quite that exciting. But I want to stand before you and confess that when I was three or four years old, I stole. And I went to the grocery store with my parents and you know as you get ready to go through the checkout, they've got those racks of candy and all kinds of stuff there. I pocketed something and I stole. And I don't remember if we made it all the way home or if I got caught in the parking lot. But my dad marched me back in. We had to go talk to either the store owner or the manager and I had to return this item. And I, 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 wait till I tell you what I stole. I mean, something that I couldn't even use. Those little cigarette papers, you know, that you roll your own cigarettes with. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're going to steal something, at least make it something that you could use at some point. When I was in seventh grade, I'd saved up my lawn mowing money and I bought a bicycle. It wasn't just a bicycle. My parents took me to Joplin, and we got a brand-new AMC 10-speed bicycle. USU fans will like this because it was orange in color, okay? And I rode that thing everywhere. I had it decked out. Now, you guys might remember that there used to be, before we had the LED lights and all that, you had this, like, a little generator thing that would clamp on back by the back tire, and you'd flip a button, and it would rub on your tire, and it would light both the front light and the back light, and the faster you went, the, the brighter the light got. I had it decked out with all of that. 
I had that bike for about a year, and someone stole it from me. Never did get it back. So I was affected both as a thief and also as a property owner. Let me give you a definition of stealing. Stealing is taking something that does not belong to you without permission or right, especially if it's done in secret or by force. So very simply, if it's not yours and you take it, you've stolen. It belongs to somebody else, not you. Well, what about Robin Hood? You know, I know what you're thinking. You know, what if you steal something with the intent of giving it to somebody else? You know, they're rich, they don't need it, and they'll never miss it, so I'll give it to somebody over here that's poor that really does need it, okay? Nowhere in the Bible can I find where it's okay to steal from a rich person and then give it to the poor. Nowhere. So get your theology by reading the Bible, not by reading Robin Hood, okay? I think most of us don't think we have a problem with stealing. And probably if we polled everybody here today, like, I'm not a thief, I would never steal. Like I said earlier, I believe under the right circumstances, all of us could be tempted to become a thief. Let me give you some examples. You found some money or some other object, and you made zero effort to find the rightful owner for it. Now, I understand there are going to be some things that are lost and found, and you have no way that you could, could ever find that. But if you're sitting in church this morning, and as you get up to, to leave, you notice the person in front of you drops a $100 bill out of their wallet or whatever, and it was meant to go in the offering, and they walk out and... $100, okay? What about if you receive too much change from a clerk and you don't say anything or make any effort to make it right? What about office supplies from your work? Now I know you're thinking, well, I do work from home, so I'll go ahead and take all these office supplies and, you know, because they're, they're supposed to provide this stuff for me. And if they tell you that's okay, that's fine. But what about if you're out of paper towels or toilet paper and so, hey, well, I'll just take some from work because, you know, they've got plenty here. You did not buy that. Somebody else bought those items and you took them. That means that's stealing. What about borrowing something and never returning it? If you walk through your house or your garage or your shop, are there items that are there that maybe you borrowed, maybe even from a family member that you borrowed for a project or something, and now you've had it two or three or four years and you've never returned it? Doesn't belong to you. It's somebody else's. What about underpaying taxes? You know, the government, they don't need my tax money because they're just going to squander it away anyway, so I'm going to somehow doctor up the books here just a little bit or not report all the money that I actually made. Falsify some records. What about doing some personal work while you're on the company clock? A lot of you guys might remember how you used to get some illegal download of music, the Napster, okay? And I don't know what, what there is anymore. I don't steal music like that, but... Um, 
there's, there are ways and sites, I'm sure, that you can steal those things. You know, they're not going to miss that, are they? So I'll just go ahead and whatever this illegal download is, I'll, I'll get around that. Here's one I see quite frequently. I'm just going to order water, you know. I don't, I'm not going to get a soft drink. But then you take that cup that's meant for water only and you go over to the fountain and you fill it with pop. You're taking pop, but you didn't pay for it. Well, it's not any big deal, is it? I believe this is the forgotten commandment. Let's read this uh, again. Exodus 20, verse 15. You shall not steal. I believe that America has forgotten this commandment. That's why last night when you went to bed, you locked your doors. Because you didn't want a thief to break in and attack you and steal things from you. That's why many of you have security systems at your home or your business. That's why we have a security system here at the church. Years ago, that would have been unheard of to ever need a security system in a church. That's why this morning you probably locked your car in the parking lot before you came into church. This is why there are security cameras everywhere. You know, whatever you do anymore, somebody is watching. This is why people put up fences and walls around their houses. This is why that you're always quick to get something. If you've ordered something online, you want to get home real quick as soon as it's delivered because there's such a, a thief out there, we call him a porch pirate, that they follow around the delivery trucks and if they find somebody that's not home or doesn't have a ring camera or something like that, they go and help themselves to these items. It's a growing problem. But we live in a very sophisticated world where thieves have become very, very sophisticated. In fact, identity theft is the number one growing crime in America. Identity theft. Where they steal your identity, they buy things, they use your identity, maybe even your, your credit card, your stuff, and they steal your identity. Cyber theft, stealing of personal data from websites. They're all the time being hacked in different stuff. Insurance fraud. That's a big one. People make fraudulent insurance claims on damage or something that happens. People are stealing by blackmail and bribery. That's why I say that America has forgotten this commandment. I believe God gave us this command for, for three reasons. Number one is to provide stability in our society. Can you imagine what this world would be like it, to live in if there were no laws, no governing authorities, that anybody could just do whatever they wanted? It was just a free-for-all? Back, if you read in, back in the Old Testament, there were times when the Bible said everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That means that that's exactly the way they lived. Without God, without rules, without, they just did whatever. And I believe that God intended for society to have some order. So he said, you can't take things that don't belong to you. I think also he gave us this command to teach us respect private property. He knew that we were going to have things, personal possessions, property, things that belong to us, 
and that we're to respect those things that belong to other people. And I think he also taught us this to promote promote honesty and hard work. Basically, if you want something, you save your money, you earn it, and, and then go buy it. That's one of the greatest feelings of satisfaction a person can have is if they set a goal to buy something and they save their money up and then they're able to go in and hand over cash to buy that object, whatever it is that they want, that item, and they just pay for it. It's called honesty. And God demands 100% of honesty 100% of the time, not 70-80% honesty, which is pretty good. Not even 90 or 95% honesty, which is even better, but God demands 100% honesty 100% of the time. Now, I believe there are two ways that we steal. First is we steal from God, and I'm going to talk about that more in just a minute, but then also we steal from other people. So when we steal from other people, not only is it against God's law, God's command, but it's also against the laws of mankind. Every state in this United States and in this country have got laws against theft and against stealing from other people. But it's become a growing problem. Last year, listen to this, over 2 million people were caught shoplifting. 2 million people. That's just the ones that were caught. Statistics say that only one out of every 35 shoplifters are even caught. People think, ah, that's really not stealing, that's just, that's just shoplifting, that's just a little petty theft. Or that's just a bunch of kids doing that. No, it's not just a bunch of kids. The average age of shoplifters, when I researched this, is 25 to 45 years old. So it's not a bunch of kids out here causing this, it's adults. Statistics tell us that, uh, and don't get mad at me ladies, okay, I'm just There are more women shoplifters than there are men. Now, I didn't make these statistics up, so don't shoot the messenger, okay? Most shoplifters are not poor. In fact, three-fourths of all shoplifters are in the middle to upper class. That means that they don't need to steal. Eighty percent had money or credit cards to buy those objects in which they were stealing. So it's completely unnecessary. About 10 years ago, my wife, Lee, and I, we had a young lady come into our home to, to live with us, and her dad was in prison. Mom had abandoned her, and she was living with some 80-year-old grandparents. It, it just wasn't work, working out very well, and Leah got acquainted with her, and, and so we said, okay, you come live with us, and both our daughters were in college at the time, and okay, we're going to treat you like another daughter, and you know, we, we made sure that she had the things she needed, if she needed clothes or whatever. She got a job at Jumbo just right around the corner so she could walk right to work. And, you know, if the weather was bad, we, we would take her. But it, it was handy. One afternoon was payday, and she was going to go out with one of her other coworkers to Walmart. Later that afternoon, I got a call from the Enid Police Department and said I needed to come get this young lady that she had been caught shoplifting. Well, yes, I was disappointed. I went to the police station, 
I got this young 14-year-old girl. Of course, she'd been crying, and of course, she was remorseful. And, you know, it, it was a, a humbling experience. They were both cuffed and walked out of there, you know. They had been caught shoplifting and stealing some makeup, cosmetic supplies, and things like that. The bizarre thing was that everything they had tried to shoplift, they had money to buy. They had just gotten paid. They were banned forever from, from Walmart, both of them. Top five categories of things that are being stolen today are high-end purses, perfumes, jewelries, accessories, electronic devices and equipment. You know, we've got a lot of electronic stuff, you know, and that's why they keep that stuff under lock and key because they are a high-theft item. Cigarettes and alcohol. You know, that's why cigarettes are always behind the counter. You can't, because people will, will steal those things. Clothing. Women's clothing lead the overall category of stealing, followed by men's. Last year, believe it or not, and I was a little surprised at, at this, but last year there was a growing problem of theft of meat and baby formula. People were shoplifting and stealing meat and baby formula. Now, I understand meat's expensive, but I, I really, that was just kind of beyond comprehension that people would go into a store or throw a pack of meat or something in their purse or their, you know, whatever. Baby formula, and I have not bought any baby formula in a long time, but I guess it must be expensive. And last year during the pandemic, it was hard to come by. Meat and baby formula both were. Well, stealing is a violation of loyalty. Because every day we are trusted to act and behave in a certain way. And when we violate that, it is a violation of, of loyalty. The most common way is by an employee. You're hired for a job and maybe you are, are given a key to that business. Maybe you're given access to the security code. Maybe you are given a company vehicle and a company credit card. Maybe you're given trust that you can make decisions. And when you violate that, when you take advantage of the company benefits, that's stealing. It's a violation of loyalty to the person that hired you, trusting you that you're going to use the company credit card for company business, that you're going to use the company car for company business, that you're not going to take advantage As an employer, Colossians 4.1 says, Masters, provide your slaves what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven. So not only do employees sometimes violate the loyalty and steal from their employer, but the employers sometimes do not pay their employees what they rightfully have earned or the benefit. Maybe it's a company benefit or they try to not pay them the overtime that they earned or they worked, whatever. So sometimes the employer also does that, tries to cheat and to steal an employee. And the Bible says don't do that. Also, it's a, a violation of your personal integrity and ethics. Do you stand for what you say you believe in? Do your words match your actions? Several years ago, I went out here to 
Walmart to get a fishing license. And I was also, while I was there, going to buy some other little fishing equipment, some lures and things like that. And so I asked that guy that was getting my license, can I go ahead and pay for these things here so I don't have to, you know, go through the line? Oh, yeah, sure, no, no problem. So I had these items laid out here. And, of course, I had to kind of clear them a little bit so I could sign the, the license. And he cut it and gave it to me. And then they scanned those things. I said, do you have a bag? And so we scooped all this stuff up. And there was a little pack of these little rubber jig tails over here that I'd laid up there and went ahead and thrown him. They'd kind of gotten put off by theirself, paid it and, and left. Well, I got home and I discovered that I had not paid for those little rubber jig tails. Probably 50, 60 cents. It, it amounted to almost nothing. And I thought, well, I could just pay that next time or, you know, but I thought, no, I need to go make this right. It was going to cost me more in gas to drive back to Walmart than it was th these things were even worth. So I walked back there with the receipt and these things. And I, I said, these things didn't get put on the ticket. And I put them in my bag and took them home. And, I, you know, I need to pay for that. And you know what the guy told me? I know you're probably saying, no, ah, go ahead, no big deal. He said, yeah, I knew that you had done that. I was wondering how you were going to handle it. For 50 or 60 cents, I could have destroyed my good name, my integrity, my ethics, the things that I say I stand for, for 50 or 60 cents. Is that worth it? Let me suggest several ways that I believe that churchgoers become thieves. Now, I know you're thinking here this morning, I would never steal. I'm just, I'm not a thief. Well, let's talk about this. Time. Do you know America has become a nation of time thieves? Last year, the average American worker on the clock frittered away 2.09 hours a day. That did not include their, uh, you know, their breaks and their lunch. 2.09 hours a day that they just were unproductive. We are late for appointments. We're late for work. We leave early for lunch. We stay late. We're late for meetings. Believe it or not, some people even are late for church. Can you believe that? Time may very well be our most important resource. And we steal it. We steal it from others. You keep somebody waiting, you're stealing their time. You goof off at work, you're stealing from your employer. Let's look at another way, stealing by defrauding. You know, we think as a Christian, I would never steal. And this can be done many ways. Maybe claiming more miles than you actually drove. Or maybe fraudulently claiming an insurance deal. My wife works in insurance, and maybe there's four drivers in the house. Oh, but, but this teenager never drives, so we're not going to put them on our insurance. But that teenager that never drives ends up getting into a car wreck, and guess who pays? We do, because insurance has now been defrauded. What about sharing employee benefits? Something that 
you take advantage of that wasn't meant for you. Using someone else's login for a paid subscription. Oh, don't, don't worry about buying, buying that, that subscription. I'll, got, I'll just share you with you my login stuff. Oh, okay. We, we do that. What about misrepresenting yourself to get an undeserved discount? Very often, I don't know if it's because of the haircut or what, but I'm asked a lot, you know, because we live in a military town. Are you military? And never do I have to, to see the, the clerk say, well, I need to see some IDs, some proof of that. If somebody said, yes, I'm military or, yeah, okay. I was at Lowe's this week, you know. The clerk asked, are, are you military? Do you know how easy it would have been for me to say, well, yes, I am. Okay, you get the military discount here. That would have been stealing by defrauding. Taking advantage of something that, you know, I did not deserve. What if you've moved into a house, and lo and behold, you, you hook up your TV, and the cable was left on. And you just keep getting this cable. And six months later, a year goes by, and you're still getting free cable. Well, that's their fault. They left it on, right? So I'm just... Is that stealing by defrauding? Getting more people into an event than you have tickets for, and somehow you sneak out and you get the ticket back outside. And I, I've even heard that back in the day when there was a lot of drive-in theaters, I've heard stories about people piling people in the trunks of a car, you know, and you pay for one or two people, and then you pull inside and pop open the trunk and eight people jump out and so they, they got them in for the price of two. This is something that um, a lot of people think that it, it's okay to do. Buy something, uh, maybe an outfit that you know you're going to use one time and maybe you just kind of tuck the tag in here. You're going to a Christmas formal and so I'm going to buy this new dress and I tuck the tag in here and I won't cut it off. And then I go to the formal and then I take it back to wherever I bought it. Ah, I didn't like it, didn't fit, whatever, here. Or guys, we need that specialty tool that we only need to take one bolt out, okay? And we don't have that tool that we need so we go buy that thing and then we take the, the bolt out and then we box it up we clean it up box it up and say ah, I didn't need this I'm just going to take it back what about stealing the faith of others read with me in Matthew uh, chapter 18 Verse 6, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's a very strict warning not to defraud and to steal the faith of someone else. How do we do that? Well, maybe you're dragging them down for their faith. Maybe you're just outright attacking their faith. Maybe you're sowing seeds of doubt in someone. Parents do this sometimes, steal the innocence of their kids. We see this in leadership, that sometimes leaders become a stumbling block to the faith of other people. 
Sometimes we lead others into immorality. Sometimes we cause people to compromise their faith or beliefs. And we steal their faith. What about stealing from God? I said we'd get back to this. I think you can find this thief in church every single Sunday. And maybe this thief isn't always in church, but we steal from God. The fourth command found in Exodus 20, verse 8. Flip back there and let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. We steal the Sabbath from God. For many people, the Sabbath just becomes another day. We do as much work on the Sabbath day, the day that God intended for us. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, we, we don't actually adhere to the Sabbath anymore, but we have a day of rest and a day of worship that God intended for us to shut our, our mind, body, and spirit down to, to rest, to regenerate. To set aside this day to worship him and to give to him, then we rob it from God. What about robbing from God actually money? Now, if you were to ask all of us around here, I would never walk into a church and steal from, from God, would you? Would you? Well, well, no. I wouldn't take anything from the church, but... This is what the Lord said in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. We're a mere mortal robbed God, yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? You don't even walk right in the church and grab something that didn't belong to you. In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse because your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. We don't give God what rightfully belongs to him. We rob God by not giving him our best. Sometimes we give God our leftovers, our leftover time, our leftover ability, our leftover talent. And whatever he gives for us to use, we waste. I shared with my group Wednesday night. I got some ice cream. It had been in the freezer, been stuffed back there a while. And it just kind of hits me. A lot of times our talent is like old ice cream. You know, it just disappears, doesn't it? It's just a marvel. It just shrinks up and comes to, and it's unusable. Do we steal from God? This thief refuses to give God what give to God what rightfully belongs to him and we hang on and we hoard those things, money, our time, our talents. Well, is there a biblical cure for for stealing? Well, this is what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 30, he said if your hand causes you to sin, listen to this. Cut it off. Okay, so if you're a thief and you can't stop sealing, Jesus said, cut your hand off. It's better to lose a hand than to lose your soul. 
Now that sounds a little extreme, doesn't it? I want you to know the Lord takes stealing very, very seriously. You don't have to cut off a hand, though, okay? Because there's a, a three-step prescription to stop stealing. And that God's got a real quick, easy plan to stop stealing that's not as severe as cutting off a hand. I mean, now, if you, if you can't, even after you try these things, then you might have to resort to, to lopping off a hand. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 28 says, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. You see how easy this plan is? He said, those that have been stealing, stop stealing. It's that simple. Quit doing it. You don't need to think about it. You don't need to, well, let me discuss this. Stop doing it. Then he says, start working. Don't expect to steal what you should go work for. In other words, go get a job, J-O-B. Go get a job, earn some money, buy what you were going to steal. And the real reason here is so that we can be a blessing to others, so we can actually give to other people. Not just so that we can take care of our own needs, but so that we can in turn share the blessing that God has given us with other people. Are you a thief? Are you someone who steals from others or steals from God? God's plan is pretty simple. Stop doing it. Start working and share what he's blessed you with with other people. In just a moment, we're going to take communion. And I shared backstage with our praise team that one of the times that I'm attacked the most is during the time of communion. And this is a time that Satan wants to steal from us. The time that is reserved for you and God. How does he steal it? Well, my mind kicks into overdrive. I start thinking about, ah, I've got to wash the car this afternoon. The grass needs mowed. I've got this going on. I've got this meeting at the church. And it might be good things. It might be ministry related. But all of a sudden, the time that I'm supposed to be focused with God, I've allowed Satan to steal. And he's distracted me. And what I should be thankful for was Jesus' life body, his blood, his, his death, his resurrection, the, the promise for eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, and I'm worried about things that I have to do this week or this afternoon, and I've allowed this thief, the thief to come in and to steal my moment and my time with God. So before you take communion, whether you're here or taking online this morning, I want, before you do this, just have a few moments and just say, Lord, protect my mind from the thief. Don't let him steal this moment. Don't let him take what rightfully belongs to God. Don't let him take that. Pray with me. Lord, thank you for 
this commandment of stealing. Lord, I pray that, Lord Jesus, we will not be a, a, a people of, of theft. And this morning, as we get ready to take this loaf and cup, which is your body and blood, I pray, Lord, that you will block and protect the mind and the heart of every believer here, whether they're in person or watching in, online, that they will guard this time. And, Father, you will not allow the thief to steal something that he has no right to. This is your time, Lord, and we commit it to you. In Jesus' name, amen.